We go inward in order to go outward. We have been systematically trained all our lives to sever ourselves from our own wisdom, from our bodies, and from our intuition and discernment. I'm Karen Hibner. I'm a spiritual director and podcast producer. I help women and folks of other oppressed identities heal from internalized oppression and trauma and go public with their wild and wonderful contribution to this world so that we can all heal together. Through spiritual direction, we can realign with our intuition or inner knowing and tap into the self-trust necessary to move confidently through this life. This is how we heal. After we realign with ourselves and the wisdom that is inherently in us, we go public so other folks can experience healing too. In this space, we'll explore all the different topics that come up in moving toward your most authentic self, as well as deconstruction and rebuilding beliefs and how we grow in self-trust, self-confidence, and realign with our own inner wisdom so that we can go public and bring that wisdom to the world. Welcome to this wild and wonderful journey with me. I'm thrilled for you to heal and go public. Hey, it's Karen. Are you surprised? Did you expect someone else? Do I just love to hear the sound of my own name? I think all our brains like to hear our own names. It's a brain thing. Anywho, welcome to Heal and Go Public episode number 53, maybe? How are you? How are you this week? Did you have a good weekend? Does the weekend feel like a distant memory? Also, it's October and I've got some thoughts on it. I'm going to go ahead and assume that nearly all of you here are some form of former fundamentalist or ex-evangelical, and therefore, you go hard for Halloween. I want to hear about your costumes and your decorations. I get so excited for Halloween every year, then get carried away with work and Q4 and end of year prep. Then I wake up on the 31st and I'm like, damn, another Halloween tragedy. I do have a three-year-old now though, and we cannot miss out on the most adorable tiny person costumes. She got to choose her costume this year, and she chose to be, drum roll, a flamingo. Oh my gosh, y'all. We don't put pictures of her on the internet because like consent and bodily autonomy and the internet is scary, but if we did, You'd just melt. She's fire. Total fire. Jesse and I still need to figure out our hollowed alter egos and figure something out for the doggos. So let us know if you have ideas. But Jasper Redbeard for sure has to be a Demogorgon or a Darth Vader because of one, how his body moves, or two, his breathing issues. We could also just make him a noise machine somehow. We'll figure it out. Thank you for being here. I thought we'd take a load off this week and talk about some beautiful things. Let me set it up for you. I've been getting signs and synchronicities all over my life from my spiritual director to my therapist, to my teabag message, to my horoscope, to my Enneagram type, to all of the things that I focus a lot of my time and energy on looking at suffering. I spend so much time and energy looking at human suffering, and especially the suffering a lot of us have experienced through toxic and traumatizing religious communities and experiences. I don't spend a lot of time focusing on beauty. 
And for me personally, in my practical being and life, beauty is the only on-ramp for hope. So we're going to name a bunch of beautiful things today and invite wonder around them so that we can access hope together. But let's acknowledge the suffering piece a bit more before jumping in. You know I can't resist. I've been reading Bittersweet by Susan Cain, and I highly recommend it. I have received so much absolute permission around who I am and how I am through this book. I cannot even tell you. The premise of the book is Susan Cain's research and life experience all around what it looks like to be a bittersweet person or a person that has a bent toward the melancholy. In a chapter, Cain shows that folks that have a bent toward the melancholy not only feel sadness more acutely, but also joy. We experience the bitter and the sweet intensely. I am for sure one of those people, and a lot of my clients are too. We all see the massive meta views of human suffering while also experiencing our own personal suffering. We also experience poignancy and cry at the most beautiful things because of their impermanence. I've been wondering a lot about this and experiencing more and more permission for myself to be a little cynical, to critique the systems that be, to shine light on suffering and say, damn, that is hard. And I'm feeling an invitation to wonder a little more at beauty. Being an artist, it seems like it would be so easy to have an autopilot for beauty wonder. In some seasons, I do. My need to force myself to see beauty is what drove me to use a camera in the first place and to relocate from the flat piney woods region of Texas to the foot of the Rocky Mountains. I need what I call easy beauty around me because often the majority of what I see is suffering. You may not be like this at all. You may see the beauty in things very easily and see it all around you. That's great. I would also venture to say that a lot of the folks that work with me and are in my audience have seen and see a lot of suffering. Can I tell you a kind of tangential story? It won't stop leaving my mind, so it feels relative to this somehow. I got a new tattoo recently. Shout out to my tattoo homie, Joe. I've been wanting to get a sacred heart and a crying heart for a while now, and I couldn't decide between the two. When I went to see Joe... I figured we'd just do both near one another, but I also couldn't reconcile having two hearts on my arm. I'm not like a heart person. And you know what? You know what Joe said? The incredibly intuitive human that he is. Let's combine them. My mind was blown. A sacred heart can represent the passionate and overflowing love of the divine. A sacred heart tattoo has often been traditionally donned to illustrate devotion to God and Jesus. A crying heart represents someone that has had great heartbreak or suffering. We fucking combined them. We did. How bittersweet is it? We thought it was super fitting for someone that helps folks who have had great suffering in and through religious experiences too. All that to say, the whole tattoo story. Beauty and suffering, bitter and sweet. I talk a lot about the bitter and how we heal from it. Today, we're going to talk about a necessary companion in that healing, beauty. A necessary companion because beauty breeds hope. 
I'm going to keep it super simple today and simply give you a list. If I feel like it, I'll riff on some of these things to give you more details or not. I'm free as a bird. So here we go. Beautiful things I've gotten to hold through spiritual direction. Being the first one to hear about a new baby on the way. Being the first one to hear new identifying words for someone's sexuality. Getting to hold folks' big dreams, the ones that they only whisper. Hearing folks name their deep, deep and complicated desire to feel connection with something beyond themselves. Women, LGBTQIA plus folks, BIPOC folks, naming that they now speak for themselves. That they trust themselves. They're learning to trust themselves and that they are all they need. Folks planting seeds of belief in a field that was completely burnt. Someone that has never been safe with themselves building an inner coffee shop that is cozy and safe. Cross-country moves, new jobs, big career shifts, new belief in self that was never accessible before. Self-awareness that is no longer piercing, but couched by self-compassion. Beautiful people seeing that there is nothing wrong with them, that they are good. Those are pieces from Spiritual Direction Space specifically. I wanted to also give you a little list of beautiful things that I get to see on a a daily basis, daily basis in my life. It was really fun to note this. Bees with massive pollen gauchos in the garden. My three-year-old splashing in every puddle available. My tiny woman learning to look for Luna every night and howl when she's full. My tiny woman finding her voice. And the dear friends that grace us with their presence for dinner and can see that process. See how we're making space for her to do that. An overabundance of velvet queen sunflowers that grace our kitchen table in a vase made by a dear friend. Those same velvet queen sunflowers whose main purpose is to greet anyone and everyone going down our alley saying, I am beautiful. You are too. This life is full of beauty, even in the ache. A flourishing garden that produces all our produce through summer that used to be a xeriscaped, plastic-laden lot. People sharing themselves through the tools we have, like social media even, to connect with other humans, to heal together, to create the next version of this life and world we desire to have. (sighs) 
take a big deep breath with you and let that wash through my body. I hope you're feeling inspired. I hope you're ready to notice the beauty that is in and around you through the work that you get to do every day and through the things that are just living about you. I'd love to hear about the beautiful things you've seen lately and how they're helping you glimpse hope in the midst of this wild and wonderful life. Schedule a discovery call with me if you're not a current client. And if you are a current client, get on my books, my love. Be with you soon. Be well. I know I always say this, but I have something I want to tell you. I have another place for us to connect. I created a free Facebook group for anyone that is deconstructing given religious and spiritual beliefs. It's called Deconstructing Christianity. I created this group so that we, people in some form of deconstruction and deconditioning process, can fight the isolation that comes with tearing down, chipping away, and asking questions. I hope for more union than divisiveness, for people that have been told they don't belong to find that they do belong. You belong here. We all belong here. This group is intended to bring us all together to commiserate, but to also get to wonder together. We can ask gentle questions and wonder together at who and how we are how we're all different, and how that brings such a dynamism and multifaceted picture of humans and spiritual experience to the lens. I know when I started asking questions, it felt like things that used to be so solid were crumbling around me. I know I feared being too far gone and too in the wilderness. If you are new to deconstruction, or if you've been here for years, I want to invite you to the group. At least we're in the wilderness together. But seriously, I want you to get to know that you are not alone, that you're good, and to meet some other folks on the journey too. Join the group through the link in the show notes.